morning beautiful people friday i haven't been here in like two fridays it's been a long time because i was sick the friday before thanksgiving and then i wasn't here for that weekend so oh my lord hey everybody it is love babs love talk i'm babs rawls ivy back in my chair oh we got fancy new headphones and there's a clock in here <laughs> oh, hey lucy gelman all right, so my guest today is my sorrow sister, Markeisha Ricks. She was on before, so it's good that she's back on today. Hey, hey Markeisha. Hey, hey. So, you know, we're going to take apart Queen Sugar, Ooh. but not take it apart in a bad way. Like, we oh, just no. celebrated it because we're all in the Queen Sugar high right now. Right. <laughs> so, we binge-watched Ava DuVernay's Queen Sugar in parts, right? We, like, watched, like, I don't know, one through, like, eight <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I binge watched those like uh, a few weekends before because <laughs> I was I was behind. I'd only seen the very first episode, and then I was like, because own is 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 biased against people who don't have cable, <laughs> so I'm just bitter. But that's okay. <laughs> and then we watched the last episodes, and we had like a party in my room, in yes. my bedroom. There was there's wine. <laughs> there was wine and like and food, like wings, like Archie Moore wings. Shout out to Archie Moore. Hey. <laughs> and we had like notch uh t- uh corn chips and guac, salsa. Yeah. Salsa. Oh, and, and it was a party. And good French whiskey. <laughs> I didn't have any French whiskey, but that Malbec was bomb. <laughs> oh yes. Yes, shout out to my boys over at the Wine Thief over on um, Whitney gonna, Avenue. We're going to get some sponsors. <laughs> I know, right? Like, y'all hear me shouting y'all out? Because I go in there. That's Wine Thief University on on Whitney Avenue. They do an amazing job of, of teaching about wine. Yes, they do. I, everything I've learned so far, they've Matter taught fact, me. It's Friday, so there's the one downtown has a, a wine tasting. Yes. And I think the one in, in East Rock, or on where you go to has it as well. And I, I don't go to the one downtown because parking is so challenging. I do because I walk everywhere. Oh, see. <laughs> So us, us, us car. So there's something for everybody. Yes, but I like Whitney Avenue because I could go in there and it feels like I'm in somebody's wine cellar. They also know you by name. They do know me. It's like it's like (laughs) I walk in there. It's like Cheers. (laughs) Hey girl, where you been? That's nice. It's nice to go to a place. What am I about to say? Where everybody knows Knows your your name. name. And I like that. I love that. So, so anyway, we we watch Queen Sugar. Now, let me tell you my Queen Sugar connection. Jennifer Brazil, my friend Jennifer Brazil, who wrote the Black Girl Next Door book, which got critical acclaim in the New York Times and the L.A. Times, um, is my friend. Her sister is Natalie Brazil, who wrote Queen Sugar. Their mama is our sorority sister. Well, amen. Amen. The gravy. And this is uh, Natalie's story, as I understand it. It took her 10 years to write this book. I believe it. It's it's. It, I, I, I hear that the book is 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 very different from the television show, but if it's as is nearly as complicated as the show is. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to read it. I plan to read the book in the interim while we wait for the oh, season. Oh, okay. I, I can't make that promise because I've got so many other books <laughs> well, in front. That. You know, you see my nightstands. I've seen it. 
<laughs> and my books. Mine my, is stacked up too. I should take yeah, a picture of it. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I, yeah, I have a lot of books that I have to get to. So anyway, so it took her 10 years, took her 10 years to write this book. So that's my connection to um, Queen Sugar and the fact that last summer, summer before last, I was at the, spoke at the blog, her conference in New York and met Ava DuVernay. Oh, I didn't Woo! know you had met her. Boop, boop, she's boop. amazing. She, she's definitely yes. my, if I had a director girl crush, it's her. Oh, she, I oh, have my one. Goodness. And it is her. It's her. Although I don't love her more than I love Julie Dash. Okay. So I, I confession, <laughs> I have not seen Daughters of the Dust. <laughs> we have to fix that. Yes, I and have And it's it. actually, sh- oh, you have it? Okay, because it's show- it's actually back showing in limited release. Oh, in, if, in- if it comes anywhere near New Haven, like the bow tie, which is cool, a cool place. Yeah. We should go. We should definitely do it. So, so for me, it's it's Ava DuVernay. Oh. Everything she does I and everything that other people do, I was like, you know what? If Ava had done that, <laughs> it'd be this. I said the same. As much as I loved Moonlight, and we talked about, about that movie uh, with Tom Breen on Deep Focus, I was like, you know, the women characters in that movie would have been fuller and richer if Ava DuVernay yes. directed this movie. <laughs> yes. Well, I, let me tell you how I fell in love with Ava DuVernay. I saw two things that she did, the commercial for the fashion mm-hmm. designer, right, with um, Gabrielle Union mm-hmm. and then a whole cast of women and mm-hmm. Alfre Woodard as her mother. Yeah. And it was this, there was no talking in this thing. Have you seen this? I think I have seen that. It's so beautifully done. But it's the... <laughs> It's a commercial. Yeah, it's a commercial. It's a for for fashion. Uh huh. Yes, I've seen that. So seen this, that. so Gabrielle Union is the focus of this, and she's going through a tumultuous de- ending of her marriage, but she looks fabulous. <laughs> and I mean, it's Gabrielle Union. You could dress that woman up in a brown but paper every, sack, and but, she'd be fabulous. But her girlfriends show up, and they're dressed fabulously. Yes. And her mama is Alfre Woodard, who is dressed. Who's everybody's fabulously. mama. <laughs> and so, but it just was so beautiful. And then she did another um, piece around, I don't know what, I don't know what this was for, but it um, was two actors, um, the brother we know, I can't think of his name. Is it Amari Hardwick? No, no. The other, the other one. Uh, David on on yellow. No, no. (laughs) Babs. (laughs) I know. I I, I can't help you. (laughs) I, I know. You can't. I have to look it up and I have my smartphone. I'll look it up. But anyway. It's a proposal, a wedding proposal that she, sh- it's a, I think it's a music video. Mm. Maybe I have, I feel like I've, I maybe have seen this too. So anyway, the guy brings her to their house, wherever they live and he proposes and bef- they go in the house and all their friends and family are there and it turns into a party mm-hmm. and it's just so beautifully done. So you see all these fabulous people with this really fabulous. But that's how I fell in love with her, with those two short pieces. And then, of course, you know. I fell in love with her because of the movie Middle, Middle of Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, I was like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Like, it was just so well done. And it kind of, you know, it looked at that that whole issue of a woman who's waiting for a man to get out of prison. And it, it, it just and her, you know, trying to move on with her life in certain ways and, and, and moving like not necessarily, but being stuck in place because she's trying to, you know, maintain ties to this person who is incarcerated. And this is so many women's stories, but yeah. the, the layered nature of the way that she changed, like the way she tells these stories, let's like it makes people multidimensional instead of like kind of this is a thing that you're watching that you can't or that it's just kind of this fantasy of something that you can't relate to. I thought Middle of Nowhere was beautiful. I hated the story. Did you hate the story? I did hate the story <laughs> because I was like, 
girl, go get your life. Don't wait. <laughs> like, don't throw away your medical school for, for waiting for him. And, and then this other brother shows up and he's like, that's like. It's like no, come on, come on. Oh. I what what really? But it was a beautiful. I was movie. about to say spoiler alerts. Like what was really like very interesting to me is when you know she discovered that even in his incarceration that he'd been unfaithful I to her. Know. Oh. I was like, girl, why? Like, so yeah, what? so it was just a, a beautifully layered movie. It and was. so after that, I was I'm like I'm on the bandwagon team Ava. Like everything she does, know, I'm I, bigging I, up. I was thinking about movies I'd like her to redo. Like, could you imagine what she would have done with Waiting to Exhale? Oh my god! I'm not trying to diss Forrest Whitaker because I love Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, but there's there's something to be said for women tell women telling women's stories. Yeah, and that that resonates in Queen Sugar because she uses women directors of all stripes, all races yeah. to tell these stories. And in I would have liked. I think. Remember when we flew waiting to exhale? We never seen that many beautiful black women. And we remember I remember saying to people, and everybody said this, look at all those beautiful black women. Like we've never seen that on screen before. Like mm-hmm. all of us just on screen. Uh but what they weren't lit well. They weren't hmm, they, I never I never really thought about that. Because actually to that point, they weren't I thought lit well. that for but that a, was a the modern best movie, could, that was the best that, that I've best. seen. Yes. So yeah, like compared to what we have now, what we yeah. can achieve in H D is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I would like to see what she would do with that. Oh, like, that'd be interesting. Ooh. I, I, you know what? So Terry McMillan's follow-up book to that, it would be very interesting to see her, what, getting to happy, yeah. see her direct that. Because that becomes a very complicated story. Those women's lives have changed a lot in over, what, about a decade. Yes. And there are marriages that don't exist anymore and people who are frustrated in have particular you read ways. It? I have. I haven't read it yet. I should I read get it. it. You should read it. I like Terry McMillan. Yeah, you should read it. It's a good follow-up. I want to read books about women my age now. I don't yeah. want to read ingenue books. I don't want to read about... <laughs> You're not trying to read uh, <laughs> Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl Issa Rae. <laughs> Which I finally I finished and got it got better. I know, I know. Because at first can't. I also was like, I don't really want to read the me- memoir of somebody who's either basically my age or slightly younger than me because <laughs> what have you achieved and, and she has you know shout out to Issa Rae she's achieved a lot yes uh, she's she, she has a successful uh show of her own called Insecure um I'm gonna binge watch it because you've convinced me watch and then, it, and and then let's brouhaha. come back to the show and talk yes! about it because <laughs> all the brouhaha about the uh that last the idea of whether and and this this concept of like being like there have been a few think pieces about what it means to be the good guy yeah, uh, and what it means to be a catch. Yeah. So we're going to get to and Queen I, Sugar, you know, y'all. We and promise. That's, <laughs> and that's a, you know what? And that's a, that's a my age kind of conversation because that's still a reality for me because I'm still young enough where I'm still thinking about what's a good catch. And so. you're also still dating. Yes, I am. I'm well, trying. Loosely. We, we all trying. Loosely. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all trying <laughs> loosely loosely uh, we need a we need a story arc about the ins- uh the insecurities of a middle-aged woman <laughs> hey come on come on and write this script so we can get ava to direct it come on let's like, do we it we need that we need that let's do it and, I, and she's my twitter pal too she is so i tweet i tweet back and you forth just be her. like ava what about this burgeoning woman of a certain age that's of right. maturity need to be... who's still dating and trying to find love that's and, right yeah, yes i'm gonna go right she's that. a fabulous radio host and all of these things <laughs> <laughs> like oh wait a minute that'd be me i'm babs hey if Issa ray can turn her life into and who else has done it the the woman from girls oh, lena dunham yes. you can do you it you know what it i'm totally doing happen. it i'm totally so going it. there so all right so let's get back to queen sugar that we love <laughs> all the things that we loved about queen sugar and i and i told you yesterday i saw the t- piece on twitter where 
people saw they they saw the connection between um, Ralph Angel and his, and his father. father. Yes, and that picture yes. of him sitting and, in the same and position. That is probably where we could start. That the cinematography of this television show oh. is gorgeous. Lush. Like. It's like, this is television? I know. I felt like I was getting a movie every um, time I saw right? it. Like, That's you know, I you're like, too. who is working this hard in television to make beautiful <laughs> television? Yes. Ava DuVernay is doing that. She's doing that. So she has she has raised the bar. So now you can't, I can't ever watch a show with black people not lit well. Yes. If you're looking like 12 shades of death, yeah. I'm going to feel some type of way. <laughs> and and you got to have like different kinds. She's She has lit all kinds of black people from the very fair to the, to very, the very deeply blue, dark blue black absolutely. brothers absolutely because and, and in the same frame absolutely you and know. and and neither of them looking like what is wrong with somebody right. like, are you okay like, are you sick? Ashy. <laughs> you know? right? or matter of fact everybody is incredibly well moisturized yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is cocoa butter and shea butter in that that cast oh my goodness but they're not shiny like a pig. no they're not it's not vaseline right? <laughs> it's shea butter <laughs> so everybody is 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 beautifully it's got to be the blackest lit. conversation on it, uh, it WNHH does. ever <laughs> I don't know. Conversations get real black around here on occasion. <laughs> so, all right. So we like the cinematography. Absolutely. And the soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing. In Michelle in the cello. It is. I, I, I want a playlist, a, a CD, I will a something. I want I've never that. wanted I want a TV Apple, soundtrack yeah. in my life. There's no TV show soundtrack. I do I like the, the soundtrack to Insecure. It's a lot of music that I've not been exposed to because it's, it's more kind of younger even oh, not I even did my buy age, the but I do for like Allie that McBeal. Okay, I did like Ali McBeal's soundtrack because I like Shonda. Th- I feel like Soul Food might have had a soundtrack that was was decent. The movie did. I don't know about the TV show. Though. The movie definitely did. I don't. I don't remember. And see, this is this is the other thing, right? Like this is a thing now to put to not only put very relevant and very think about the soundtrack of the television show. I feel like this is this has been a very deliberate thing right yeah. now. Well, I think black shows have done it, right? Cuz I don't know, not um, that I remember so much that I'm like cop like, show with Malik Yoruba. That whole premise was around Okay, music. so yeah. So they so they definitely had that. a kind of a hip hop type of vibe to it. But I feel like not every show has been very thoughtful about that. Okay. Like Living Single even though like the character of Queen Latifah played a, a, like a music magazine. Well, I tell you what shows, I don't know that there was a those shows on the CW, show. those young shows. You know those angst-driven shows with teen, white teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, like Vampire Diaries. But I think, and, yeah, I feel like that's more of a modern thing. Yeah. Like that the music. Yeah, has, that's, that's VH1. Modern. I maybe has made it a point to say, oh, this music was played in this show, and you can get it here. Yeah. So that that's become more of a thing now. Yeah. I kind of like that though. I do like that. It, it usually exposes me to yeah. music I haven't heard. I think even the show Empire, yeah. because it's a music-driven yeah. show. Has a lot of you can get this music. I like here. Empire for that. They even reason. had a, their soundtrack that is holy, like the parts that are holy, kind of made up. Yeah, <laughs> I, the first season, I love the soundtrack. Yes. I actually would listen to it. I was like, and these songs that Jesse Smollett was singing, I was like, I was like, I like these, these are real songs, songs, aren't they? Like, and they're they're just part of the show. That was good. So yeah, the music on the show is incredible, uh, and just how thoughtful it is, and how it, it just matches with the mood yes. of every scene. So, so Nichelle Indicello, um, and I, I discovered her with, um, what is it? Plantation Lullabies, okay. which was my favorite, favorite, favorite CD. And then I just had a love affair with her. I actually like, think the, from Love you know Jones what? to, I, I fell in love with her at Love Jones. Love That's Jones. where I really heard her music. Yeah. So it was a soundtrack for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so speaking she's... of like Love Jones, I think that's the other thing about Queen Sugar. A lot of this 
for me, the stories seem to be love stories, whether they're the love for your siblings, the love for your family, the love for between you burgeoning with a man and woman, the young love between the two teenagers on the show. Yeah. Like there's so many and, love and, 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 love and lovely of, of moments. my age category with Absolute, Aunt Vi and, and her and, finding and, love and in Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh my goodness. And that, that whole, although Hollywood, I think overreacted. He did, but it's, it's funny. So like they're the, again, talking about insecure. One of the big debates is about, you know, how the difference between the the expectations when men cheat yeah. and the expectation when women cheat. Yeah. And women are supposed to be all forgiving yeah. and accepting and second chance giving and third and fourth or whatever. But down. if you cheat on a man, he's out. He's out. He don't even want to see you. You're dirt. Exactly. And so this isn't a situation of cheating, but he betrayed her at least by omission, by not being honest about something. And her in his mind seeming betrayal is that she was dancing with some man when they're in a, an uncertain period of their relationship. Yeah. Did he want her to be home sulking? Would that, would, would that be okay? Yeah. Cause then, That's you know, now you're worried about yourself. You're not really worried about the person that you care about and whether their well being is being taken care of because everybody can benefit from a night out when yes. you've been sitting home sulking. Exactly. And when your heart is broken and why would you begrudge her that? Right. So I hope, I hope that they're, repair relationship is a speedy one yeah because i think she was hurt the most and if she had wanted to stay mad regardless of whether he was trying to fix it she was well within her right to stay mad yeah so and she and she offered an olive branch early yeah absolutely absolutely and she made macaroni and cheese come on somebody you are loved you come in with some mac and and she comes in with the baked that's the black people's (laughs) olive branch right there it is somebody bring you some mac and cheese except don't bring me mac and cheese because it'll kill me don't bring her mac and cheese don't do that but if you you slaved over a hot stove and heated up your entire house in the south of louisiana (laughs) which is like i can attest it's like what two two maybe two miles away from hell (laughs) yes and it's only it's it's two miles away because the humidity is worse in Louisiana. So, like everybody, like have hell an is afro. a dry heat. New Orleans is something else. Yes, <laughs> I love New Orleans. Shout out to Nola. I, listen, New Orleans is my one of my second favorite. You gotta cities. say it right, Babs. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans is my fa- second favorite city behind Paris. And see, I've never been to Paris, so New Orleans is my favorite favorite. City. So I love New Orleans. I love that love city. Love New Orleans. And it. I, it's funny, we were talking about kind of the, the all of the, the kind of magical, mystical that is yeah. and, and really the voodoo culture. Right. <laughs> and but I always the first time I went to New Orleans, I felt like I could feel, you could feel it. It's, it's something about the, the hanging about, of the heaviness of the air and the yes. humidity and the way people talk to the you. the way people talk to you. It's so melodic and just like yeah. that, you're all automatically family. I remember having being on a trolley in New Orleans and having a conversation with the guy driving the trolley and not understanding a word that he said. <laughs> but I felt very loved by that conversation. Like every every conversation, every time somebody talks to you in New Orleans, it feels like a spell. Exactly. You're like, and it, it puts you in a really good mood. Right. <laughs> You're like, what am I drinking? And, and the fact that you can drink walking the streets. I like Absolutely. That. And that the food is delicious. There are gastronomic delights oh, everywhere. You can eat, you can eat you for, can eat good. you can eat low, low country or high. Yes, absolutely. And that is so much a part of the show, this kind of cultural of New Orleans. Yes. Right. And one of the sisters, Nova, is a, you know, she's a bit of a conjure woman. She's she's in touch with their family voodoo roots. She is the, <laughs> the, the family root woman. 
and, and I thought and that she was interesting. a hella pot game. <laughs> she does. I'm gonna need to, you know, her to. I'm gonna need Connecticut to change his laws so he can grow that strain or whatever that is, because everybody looked like when she was prescribing that, feeling good. She she had a I'm pot that. game that was out of this world. Hey. So, you know, I thought that was very, I also like the, the rituals, the rituals that are, are very black people rituals. Yeah. Like when they, sh- when they showed the scene about uh, when the, they were laying the father to rest and they had yeah. the Masonic ceremony. Which, you know, that was the most stunning to me because we all know Masons mm-hmm. exist, right? Mm-hmm. Those of us um, Prince Hall Mason folks grew up seeing Prince Hall Masons. You know, you'd see them on the periphery. Mm-hmm. They never took center stage in the way that the divine nine has taken yes, center stage, absolutely. you know, so to see them and to have them actually perform pieces of their ceremony, I think that just took something of our history and put it right on center stage mm-hmm. in a way that we have never seen on film. I was blown away. I think that probably was one of my most favorite uh, scenes. Yeah. Seriously. Absolutely. And it was just beautifully done. Beautifully that, done. Like that scene at the funeral, I was like, man, I'm making everybody wear white to my funeral. No, right? <laughs> like, ooh. Like, this is just a beautiful scene. It was just a very touching scene. And it was also very touching to see because obviously there are white mas- uh, masons. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it's, but to see our folks represented in that way. Yes. Uh, was, it was yes. a treat. It was a real yes. treat to see. It really was. I, that was one of my favorite scenes. I, I, when I saw it, I immediately was like, <gasps> like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think about um, the tension, the racial tension? Because obviously they learn a big secret towards the end of the season, or, or at least a big thing that people don't talk about, which is that their land was once owned by a family that once owned them. Yeah. Uh, and so you have this racial history and then there's this undercurrent of, of, you know, white folks, particularly the family that used to own them, trying to get that land back. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, the thing that I loved about that story, because this that particular story is always on the periphery of every black person in America. But we can't so many of us cannot touch our roots that directly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we we don't get access to that kind of history. Now, I have access to that kind of history because I, well. I can go all the way back. And my sister is um, our genealogist. And uh, and we have done that work, but so many people don't have the access to do that. So so that particular piece of the story um, brings, I think, brings a lot of peace to people, even though it's what it is. It's, you know, um, a touchy thing, mm-hmm. but it is also sort of like a, it makes you very proud mm-hmm. that here are these people that in in the midst of all of this other land that they were able to preserve. Well, they remember they bought that land from that family when that family had Had fallen into hard times. Yes. And, you know, I don't it's very interesting to me why the family assumed that they would sell them the land back just because it it had been their land. Right. Like that's just that's just a piece of white privilege that just, okay, you did us this thing now. Okay, we want it back. Now that we have the money to get it back, give it back to us. And we're like, no. That's not how this works. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested to see where that storyline is going to go as they start to, you know, decide a what they're going to do with the land and be some of the other ventures that are coming up. I want to see some triumph because, you know, we've had roots. We've had all these slave, as I call them, slave porn movies. Slave porn. <laughs> and I want to see some triumph. Right. But not not the kind of triumph that's like, you know, we just kill white people. Uh-huh. But a triumph that says 
listen, we pooled our resources and we see a bigger picture and we move toward that bigger picture and we, we can win at this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see that. I want to see them win. I don't want to see them crash and burn and lose everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and get licked. Yeah. I don't want to see I get that. The sense that that's, that's not going to happen. Um, unless their own internal struggles as a family, take them out. It's, they're going to have those external pressures. Um, but I, I get the sense not having, you know, read the book or having any kind of inside knowledge at all. My my guess is that if 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 they were to go down, it would be because of their internal struggles and not, you know, because right now, like towards the end of the season, they start pulling together as a family because they started out the beginning of the season embattled with one another. Yeah. You know, there's resentments. Take about, the money and run. Take and- the, exactly. There's resentments about, you know, who's been there and who hasn't. There's and that's real family stuff. It is real family stuff. You have it, there's resentment around the 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 kind of uh, insecure, immature younger brother and the the sister who's very successful and has money and options and the kind of free spirited you know sister who does her own thing. Yeah. Um. And that's real. But when your family member dies or gets sick, everybody's got everybody's got to pull together, close ranks, and come in. Exactly. Out the... You got to put your own stuff aside. But yes. I, it's it was really interesting to see them kind of gel pull together. Mid, I don't know if it was midway through the season, but like pull together as a family and really start pulling in the same direction, really supporting one another. Um, and then have that kind of unravel again yeah. towards the end, which is real family life, where you're 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 at each other's throats. You're you're pulling in the same direction and you're at each other's throats. I again. tell you what I do like that when they are approached by outside forces, they present they, a united, united front. front. Absolutely. Like, like what you're not going to do. That's that's like that. <laughs> that's that family rule. Like I can talk about my sister, but you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and as your friend, I'll sit here and listen to you like talk and complain about your sister. But it's not my job to yeah. jump in. I might be like, girl, that's a mess. But I'm not going to say what your sister need. No, no, no. Or your sister ain't. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. It's like I can talk about my family members. I can talk trash about them. But you bet exactly. not. Never. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so if y'all just tuned in, it's about 1030 or so. And this is Love Babs Love Talk. And uh, you're listening to us on 103.5 WNHH. And it's live streaming on the New Haven Independent. So y'all got computers at work. You can tune in. So I'm sitting here with my sister, Sorar, Markeisha Ricks, who is reporter for the New Haven Independent. And we are waxing poetic about Queen Sugar and and everything else, Ava DuVernay, right? Yes, yes. So what do you think about the letter the magical letter that the was magical found. letter that was found i have my thoughts on that i know you do um i think one so okay so the the letter is for uh, the character ralph angel who is the youngest brother of yeah. the bordelon clan and, and he is fine and he is oh, oh lord smack your mama <laughs> fine he's gorgeous uh whew. um but you know, he has been going through a very rich, rough patch. He's a, a former felon, you know, trying to a single dad, trying to get on that straight and narrow, like so many people uh, trying to bounce back from those kinds of situations. And he's kind of like finding his footing. But before his father died, they they weren't they were close. It was it was they were close, but there was clearly some tension there. There was clearly some concern on dad's part yeah. that well, Ralph disapp- Angel was and, dis- disappointment. and disappointment. I don't think that's too strong a word about how Ralph Angel's life was turning out mm-hmm. and whether probably as dad's like, I'm getting older and I need you to step up and I'm concerned that you're not. 
But lo and behold, he finds out that dad not only sees him and sees potential in him, is going to gamble on him and leave him the entire farm. Yeah. Now, I told you after we watched it, I thought that, you know, maybe dad's thinking might have been that even though like through what we see at the beginning of the show is that that Charlie is the one that dad is trying to tap into. Charlie is the one that he that he sees as the fixer, the one who can who has enough focus because Nova's doing her own thing. Ralph Angel is not mature enough that she's the one in the family. She's a kid in the family that has the focus that if the farm needs saving, she's going to be the person that can do it. And so when he can't get a hold of her, when he's constantly trying to run her down and she's constantly putting him off, it was my perception that not only did dad want to validate Ralph Angel and try to get him to step up, but it was my thought process that he also was like, I don't know that I can count on in the end, count on Charlie to give up her successful life and all that she is doing to come back and give. Because, you know, the farm is a big, huge situation. Yeah, it's what, 800, 800 acres. acres. I, I don't know that he trusted Charlie like this was before the they found out that her, her husband was going to be unfaithful to her and that they were going to break up. That I can trust her to give up what she's doing, the lifestyle that she's living to come back to save this farm. Ralph Angel, for better or for worse, has been committed to this process. Mm-hmm. So that was my thought process. I like that thought process. I and now I and I and I think I'm as I thought about it. I think I'm more in, in agreement with that. But I think what I think what he'll do next. Um, he's there's two ways to go. He could take the high ground and just accept that you know what his father had great faith in him, and that's enough for him. That that's the validation that he always wanted. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing that he always wanted. You know, we all want that from our parents on Absolutely. some level, right? That so them to see us as great people and to be proud of us. To be proud of us. Um, so I don't know if he would be petty and say, you know, because they left things sort of tenuous. in a petty, intense moment, right? Right. And he was not feeling the the let's just have more, build an empire. His words, Absolutely. to build an empire. But I think once he got this in his hands. I don't know if he goes to the sisters and says, but dad left this to me. So y'all step It's my off. way or the highway. I, I don't see that. I That would take it, his my, growth arc backwards. I would agree with that, that it would take it backwards. And that would be a complicated, messy story to tell, right? Uh, which, who knows next season? And we're rooting for him. We are rooting for so, him. We are rooting for him. Want, I can't see us be like... <sighs> but I don't... Like, the question is, is Ava no. going to game of thrones us like because game of thrones was notorious for you know getting you invested in a character and then then jerk them right from under you just snatch them away or or make them turn into somebody you're like why did you become this person you weren't this person at the beginning of the show why so i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i think i'd like to see him you know if if ava if you're listening i'd like to see ralph angel grow more into the man that his father believed him to be. And I think the only way to do that is to hold that letter sacred and, and allow what is already happening to play out. To continue to happen. Because what's the, what's the point of you saying, well, now it's, I'm the owner. Cause now you have to either fight your sisters, be an adversary to your sisters and create poor will. And then have them possibly, leave you so now you are more vulnerable than you have ever been right yeah 
Well, I will say, so there are little, little tidbits in the show that kind of signal to me that whatever the outcome or whatever the next step is will not be simple. And this is why I say that there's a point where Ralph Angel. So when Charlie starts to talk about buying a refinery and, and the process of that, uh, uh, at some point, I think Nova reaches out her hand to her and she's like, like, or, or when she talks, when she's talking about it, like, hey, don't make decisions without us. But then she says, but real talk, that's a great idea. Uh, and Ralph Angel's like, I get this sisterhood thing. I really support it. But no, <laughs> he's like, but no, like, you know, I see y'all basically being the older sisters doing what y'all do, which is that older sister takeover spirit, <laughs> but also because he hasn't been reliable. Right. And he and would have not, to own that. And not made good decisions. And not make Thoughtless good decisions. He is team decisions. bad decisions. Yes. <laughs> and every time he makes a decision where everybody's like, <gasps> exactly. People you know, are bracing their themselves breath. and like, am I going to have to jump in? Right. Yeah. And I also like if going forward, if like, so there's a, there's a trust issue from the sister's angle with Ralph Angel and he has a trust issue with them because he doesn't think that they allow him. And it's that classic, like older and sibling dynamic yes, that they don't he's, he's allow him brother. to do anything. Exactly. And historically, younger black brothers are the princes and are they taken are, care they of. They are kept. Absolutely. We, they, we don't demand them anything of them. Absolutely. But I think what the letter, even if he doesn't use it as, you know, a, something to wield. Yeah. I think it it sh- it it might necessarily like step up his, I guess his his where he sits at in the family yeah. arc, right? Yeah, and because Charlie does have this habit as a character of being very Type A, being very I'll let y'all know when I get it all figured out. Right, and when you're in a process that includes other people. Even though you know that when you do it your way, it's it's at least going to get done yeah. and that you but might you not see, be able to control the outcome. But it's like when other people are involved in the decision making, you have to involve them but you or see, they're going to resent you but if that's, you don't. She, you see how she operate um, <laughs> managing her husband who has a manager. Oh, my gosh. Right. She, it, and she told the manager, she, listen, I got this. And everybody else since then, like when it comes to him, I run. This. I run I'm the approval. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was a very strong statement. That was, <sighs> but also we saw like a very manipulative side instead of Charlie on behalf on behalf of her husband. She, we saw her manipulating him. Yeah. Which, you know, Charlie is the character that I actually have the most difficulty with liking. I like uh, her a lot. There are times that I like her. In the beginning, I did not. I felt like she was that person that's like, I'm successful. I have money. Y'all listen to me because look at my life. And... You don't do that. And that scene where Nova, Nova's my favorite person. Uh, with, <laughs> See, Nova's with, my least favorite. She's my favorite because, because I don't like that married man story. I don't, I don't like I the don't married like man it. story, but I, I can't think stand it's it. It's the acknowledgement that the married man story exists. Yes. That there are people living in those situations. Yes, that's true. That and, is very true. And that she's. But I don't like her that much. I love her. She's my favorite. I mean, favorite. I love her in the sense that. I love what she brings because I get it because I, I see some of that bohemian stuff in myself. So I get it. But overall, she's not my favorite. She's my favorite <laughs> character. She's a journalist. <laughs> and she and she grows weed. Like, could she be more perfect? Could, I, could she be my life? Other than the married man thing. Married men, stay away from me. Thanks. You're welcome. See, Charlie's my girl, right? Because I think I'm more. I, I don't like I think Charlie. I'm I think she's Charlie very hot. I am Nova. You're Charlie because you are Remy. <laughs> 
And don't we let, all? Let don't the truth we be told. Oh, let don't the we truth all? be told. Oh my gosh, the love story that's of, of unfolding you between know, Remy. You know, Dondre Whitfield is my that's man. your homeboy. That's, that's your my homeboy. Twitter pal, and he responds to me on Twitter. Hey, Dondre. Hey, sir. Love you. I'm I'm not your pal, but uh, I'm a fan, sir, for sure. But Remy, he is a a gentleman who has had some some hard things happen in his life. He is committed to this farming process in the land. He has given, you know, he's giving of himself to the borderline family. He was close friends with their father and he seems to be with her consent because she seems to be reciprocating falling in love with Charlie. And their story (laughs) is so magnetizing. But when she, this manipulative behavior that we just talked about that kind of exhibits itself in Charlie uh, to the, you know, slight detriment of their budding relationship it's very fascinating to me because this is a man who is very like what he definitely is out of all his heartbreak is very secure in who he is. But the and other he's part very of that, well knowing of his work. But the other part of that, Marquisha, is that I think his expectation is too great for the situation. You think so? Yes, because she's not divorced <laughs> and she has not been separated from her husband. This has been a short period of time. Oh, absolutely. And so to to think that she could just go from that and to happily ever after. Is really fan- fantasy. I don't think I he's don't... asking for happily ever after. I well, think he's, he's asking, he's asking if, for... are you are you trying to be in your relationship with your husband? Like this is but almost the opposite can... scenario listen, of the married man scenario, which I is like I don't think he can ask that because it's too soon. Then I then I don't think then if it's too soon, then why are they even pursuing this? Well, because I think it's something to do and it's comfortable. It's comf- comforting. And it's I comforting. think that's fine, but you and also I think he have like, this. Because his wife is dead, and his wife been dead for quite some time. Absolutely. So he's already done the work of healing and making peace with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. She's not even divorced yet. But that like, papers have not been filed. That, Bab, that's not his fault. She could totally say, well, you know, I'm not divorced yet. No. I'm not ready. That's true. But, that's- but she's walking willingly into this while also... Entering into this manipulative era with her husband, yeah, but I to get think, him to do her but bidding. But I think I think he needs to sort of, and I think he did the right thing by Absolutely. saying no, Absolutely. saying no. I'm not going to wait for you. Like I'm not going to be here. I'm when not you going to be your, your. Basically, he's saying I'm not going to be your side chick. Right, right. <laughs> Which I'm I not think be your is, side is great. And I don't. I actually I don't think that's too much to ask. Or no, to, I think that was the right thing to do because I think he would have gotten his heart broken. Absolutely. Because I don't think she's there yet. I don't she's think not she's there. She's not. But Remy, I'm Team Remy for sure. I think we could both agree on being Team Remy, <laughs> girl. Unless he presents as some kind of, unless he, he would shows, have to do something real crazy. Well, you know, if he shows up as some crazy, like something in his past, or if or, he does something where he's like all of a sudden dating a new woman, and and that would be messy. Yeah, that would be messy. Ugh. That'd be. Messy. Well, I don't. I don't think. Th- I don't think that'll be his deal. I don't think so either. His his character doesn't seem to to be the type of person to do revenge things. Now, when we talk about insecure, <laughs> there'll be much to talk about. But he he doesn't seem he seems very mature. Is I yes, think what I but get that's from what him. I mean. He seems but the most aside, sound guy. Exactly. And Hollywood seemed that way until this yeah. drama around. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I think the Hollywood character is classic in what you said earlier. That men are unforgiving to women, unforgiving. Cause he, you can't slip up. Cause all he saw was her dancing. 
And he saw what he wanted to see about that what it dancing, was. He, the, the, the moment touch of the band's hand on, on Vi's yeah. thigh or yeah. whatever. And if, yeah. I don't know if you've been in a, ever in a good sweaty juke joint situation in New Orleans, it's going to be some bumping it's, and grinding. Well, that's what it is. And it's not personal. That's what it is. And I, and you I may thought not he was, be looking to take that person home at the end I of the I think he was, un, he was grossly unfair. He was. He, grossly he unfair. wildly overreacted instead of basically putting himself in uh, Vi's position when his wife showed, showed up, at the up cook, to the cookout. At the cookout and showed out. And showed out. Talking and about, then, why you leaving? Yeah. <laughs> why, why? And like, not? I'm still his wife. And Exa- exactly. Exactly. And she's like, explain to me. Like, excuse me now? Say what? <laughs> and he was like, well, let me explain. But he didn't give her opportunity. He, he did not. What he asked for, he wasn't willing to let her do. Exactly. And that I, that made me sad. Because yeah. I really I really like the Hollywood character. I, he he sounds like he'd been very instrumental in a lot of healing for Aunt Vi. Yeah. And he'd also been very instrumental in being a support, particularly for Ralph Angel, who, you know, doesn't have a lot of outside male of his father, any male friends. Right. Solid like he doesn't male, have like any... Not as, aside from those clowns at the place oh where, my he gosh, worked, where he worked. That just drew him into some foolishness. They were going to end him back up in jail. And that vibe was cool with moving oh that stuff out that gosh. shit. Like that was... But that's, that's, that's that classic. But that's I'm a big save mama, your behind. Save Absolutely. Black woman, super black mom to the rescue. Exactly. That's that's that reaches back to the 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 black son that's in trouble and the mama who works yeah. for the the like native son. Just native son <laughs> exactly. all over. I hate that. <laughs> Can I just tell you how much I hate that story? <laughs> I hate it over doing it. I still hate it. Still hate it. And people like it's a classic. I was like, I hate that like, story. I don't care. I hate that. And I hate Othello too for the same reasons. Just like there's unreasonableness. There's an unreasonableness here that I, <laughs> that don't I did not abide. <laughs> right. It's not okay. It's not okay. So yeah. So 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 one more budding love story is Ralph Angel and what is his baby's mother's name? I don't know. Her I don't name. know. She just gives me that, like you said, the Wednesday Adam witchy waif thing. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't she though? She's just she like, does. She looks she's like a she's little creepy to, to me. She, you know what she reminds me of? Like the 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 the, the baby spirit in um, Beloved. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know. Like something she's just about... around. It's something creepy. And the and honestly, so the way that she like on the one level, she's like they're having this budding re re configuration of their relationship right there and she's doing this thing where she kind of affirms a lot about ralph angel and encourages him which on one level is good but because of the way this actress delivers everything and she's a good actress um i feel like she's like giving him those conjure women like speaking in your ear it's really freaking me out actually So she's doing that marvelously. So I don't know where that like it, it for me opens up the opportunity for her to either be a real positive force in his life or for whatever like turmoil that she created in his life before for that to come back. She's Darla. Oh, Darla. that is her name. It is Darla. And the way Darla. that Ralph Angel says Darla. Yeah. It's with that draw that you're like, sir, what, where did this accent come what? from? What? Also, I do appreciate, even though Ralph Angel is the only one that I feel like that has an eff- affectation of an accent, of a Southern accent. Everybody else kind of talks normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nova has a, well, a Nova, bit of an accent. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but I feel like nobody else is working as hard at it as he well, is. Well, you know what? Charlie has been in L.A. So, yeah, so, so I get that. She might not have an, any type of accent. She's, she's but their half-sister. That's true. And wasn't raised with them. 
But I will say, as someone who has grown up in a lot of different places and spent summers in other places, which it would probably be her her most close association, I would pick up accents in the summer. So I go to South Carolina and sound Geechee <laughs> and I go to Philadelphia and all of a sudden sound like a roundaway girl. <laughs> and I don't know if that was just me being me, but I would do that. And oh, no, so, I, I, and, but I I'm thinking about that. how people slip like, you know, yes. when Nova says for the funeral and they're getting like the fish for the funeral, she's like, you forgot, like, you don't remember how we do this. And it, it makes me wonder, like, where are those little sayings that are among families or among people of a certain culture that just you slip into whether you have the accent That's or true. not? That is very I true. Because I can tell you now, when I talk to people who I know are from the South and have a Southern accent, I slip into my Southern accent. Well, I hear your Southern I, accent. And some, most people don't hear it. I hear it. Most people well, don't hear it. I spend it. a lot of time in the but South. I, and I also spend a lot of time talking to you, like, offline and, and, yes. and in a very unprofessional manner. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of people can, you know, can't necessarily gauge that I'm from the South. They know that I'm from somewhere and they know that I'm not from where they're from. Yeah. But they can't necessarily they're like. And I remember growing up being teased as a kid when I would go to Philadelphia. Why do you talk like a white girl? It's like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? I just talk like me. Like, it's just me talking. But, you know, I know it now and I can hear myself do it. I actually slip into a Southern accent when I interview people because mm. I think it's comforting for people. It, you know, you're right. It's very soothing. Because I, I slip into a very Yankee Southern <laughs> hybrid kind of thing. And people were like, wow. I was like, yeah. Because I grew up, I spent my summers in the South because my grandparents were there. And then I went to college in the South and then I lived in the South for a little bit. So, and I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I like it. So we love Queen Sugar. We love it. We, we love cannot it. wait and for I, next and, season. And I know we have to go in about, I don't know, we got about 10 minutes or so. But what I love, what this, the other, the third thing that I love um, is how Ava has allowed these women yes. to direct it's and she does these little outtakes after the sh after the episode where she talks about the women directors and and what it means to be able to use her platform to help other women directors get into television. Um, and the fact that so many women can't get into television, into producing television shows and directing television shows because, you know, people look at their resume. Studios look at their resume and say, well, you've never done television. So now because of this show. These women can say, I've done television and mm -hmm. I've done beautiful cinematic television. I've done television like you've never seen. Exactly. And I'm so excited for those women. Uh, DeAndre Whitfield's wife directed the last two episodes. Yes. Beautiful uh, job. And beautiful job directing her own husband in uh, in love scenes with another woman. You go, girl. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Sally Richardson. Yes. Uh, but, you know, just and these she's opportunities. A, she's a fine actress in she's her own right. She's a fine actress in and her own right. And she was in... Um, um, uh, I fell in love with her, um, and Omari Hardwick in, um, oh, uh, what is it called? Fo where um, I follow. What is it? Is it follow me? Follow me or where I lead. I or, know what you're talking about though. And, I, uh, they were really and I just that. thought that was, I will follow. I will follow you. Absolutely right. And I thought she was lovely in that. She was. She's a, she's a wonderful actress. I loved her in the, in yeah. the little sci-fi, um, show that she was on. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I thought that was such a great little show. So, so yeah. So aside from the, so the the way that people look in this in this in the film, the way that people look on this TV show, the soundtrack, and and the women directing, like if 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 it was just those three things, that would be enough. But then you add in the quality of these 
actors. Absolutely. And then you make it in New Orleans or Louisiana, wherever. And that just gives it a capstone because we don't hear about, you know, when we hear about New Orleans, we hear the, the undercurrent stuff. Mm-hmm. This is, you see the beauty of it, right? Absolutely. And that land. When, you it's know, you gorgeous. look out at that those panoramas. Land, Oh my God! You're it just like, I, you know I grew up in the South, and you know it it reminds me of every time that I go uh, to Virginia, where my grandmother lives, and you know look at all the rolling land that is there. Some of it which we own. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just this kind of kinship that you feel, like you know when people talk about environmentalism and the Earth, and it's it's never it it never seems to be people who look like us. Uh, when those of us who have connections to the South that way, who grew up running around barefoot outside yeah uh yep. and and aren't ashamed of it i remember somebody trying to shame me for that once that i said of course i walk around outside with no shoes on what are you talking about and they're like oh you must be from the country damn like, right yeah We're damn from right the country and, uh, and proud and yes. proud and yes. you know uh that to see that to see those southern stories and and to see black folks situated prominently front and center in those yes. stories means a lot to me as someone yes. raised in the south i love, I, I just love I, I it's been a long time since I love the show this much, and I love Aunt Vice House. Oh my gosh, her house is because that would be the house incredible. So not, not oh, unlike the colors I already have in my house. What I actually lo- <laughs> I love about Aunt Vice House, but I also love its proximity to what was the father's house and now is Ralph Angel's house. That's how my family lives in Virginia and North Carolina, and even my family in South Carolina. They all live in like a lot of them live in the same neighborhood. So mm-hmm. I remember walking to people's house, going yelling out the back porch to somebody <laughs> across the way, and because it's so quiet, they heard me. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, all of those things resonate with me very, very strongly, and I'm very excited to see what's going to happen next season. Well, I so I'm so glad that you got to come today and me talk too, about me this too. So, I was I was so scared. I was like, oh, I'm going to bed so late, but I got to get up in the morning because we got to talk about Queen Sugar. <laughs> so this is good, and I think this is probably going to be one of the best talks on Queen Sugar, if I must say so myself. Hey, we're not biased or anything. So we're going to talk again about um, Insecure. I swear yes, I'm a binge watch. watch insecure. It. And I'm going to do it quickly so that it stays relevant. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be relevant. Don't worry. Yes. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, and, I'm tempted to watch it yes. again. I think this I, is our thing. so many things. We should do this. I we'll make this TV a regular movie, thing. Because we were on Tom Breen's show and he was surprised at us. <laughs> Tom Breen was like, wait, what? <laughs> you didn't like, what? <laughs> what? I need to hear more about that. But I, I do love, I love his take on why he enjoyed it. Yes. So that was amazing. Yes. So anyway. Shout out to okay. Tom Breen and Deep Focus. <gasps> yes. Thank you, Lucy Gellman, for being producer extraordinaire. And um, what's your name? Hey, Harry. Hey, Harry. Harry. Harry's going to be the new producer at some point. So uh, we're going to go out with, uh, I'm still digging Johnny King's sister, Evelyn Champagne King's song. Still my Friday jam until I find something else. But right now. You might now, have to get something from the soundtrack. Girl, <laughs> let me find something. I want to dance. So it's Friday. Thank y'all. I'll be back next week. All right. I want to dance. All night. Still tight.